have different words in church than we normally have on a Sunday morning, it's a little bit different, right? We were working hard, my, Mary and Brian and I together, working to uh, do something a little bit different today. If you think about the words that we say in church on a Sunday morning, most Sunday mornings here, the way that we move in these words of worship into your life is through your head. We want you to think about them and deliberate about them and just kind of process what's going on. But we decided to do something a little bit different this morning, and we decided to do our very best to communicate the words that we use in worship through our hearts. If you have been around this church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, then you know that we talk a lot about what here. What? What? What do we talk about here all the time? Yeah, Jackie, what? Love, right? Love. Hello. <laughs> Have you heard this word before? From time to time, right? Occasionally, Jimmy, you mention the word love. And we heard it again in the story that Mary told us, which is a story that we inherited through a guy named Mark's voice and life. And there it was again, Jesus talking about loving God and loving neighbor. But as I was thinking about today, I was thinking, wow, we talk about that an awful lot, but we don't always demonstrate or illustrate what love is, what it feels like in our lives. Yes, do you know this? Yeah, you do. I want you to take a moment, just a moment. I want you to take a moment and think of a time in your life where you've felt a lot of love. For you who are grown-ups, I want you to take a moment and think of a time in your childhood where you felt a lot of love. I'll tell you what came to mind when I gave myself this challenge. I had a grandfather who was a larger-than-life storyteller. I think some of my um, preaching habits come from his storytelling uh, abilities. And um, he, he was uh, a, a giant man, about Oscar's size. He was very, very tall. Um, and I remember a morning specifically when I was a kid. I can even recall the pajama bottoms that I was wearing. It was the summertime, so I was sleeping just in pajama bottoms and not a top. And these pajama bottoms were white, and they had little race cars all over them. My grandfather was an early riser, and I think he sort of resented those who slept beyond his sleeping. 
And so he didn't pitter-pat around the house. He would get up in the morning, and he would feed the dogs. And even though my grandparents' house was quite large, he had, they had two dogs named Marco and Polo. And in the morning before the sun went up, you could hear him go like, here, Marco, Polo, time for breakfast, you know, while everyone else is trying to sleep. And then he would make the coffee with a lot of noise in the kitchen. And I remember this one morning, my brother and I slept in a guest room across from my grandparents' room with two twin beds. They were these beautiful wooden beds that had white covers on the beds, which was honestly not the best for a kid's room. I remember getting in some trouble for getting those white covers a little more dirty than they should be. But this morning that I remember, my grandfather threw open the door. He ripped the covers off my bed. He picked me up by my ankle, one ankle, So I was dangling in the air, upside down, and my grandparents had this huge house that had a very long hallway that led into a den, and in the den, there was a door that led into the backyard where they had a swimming pool. My grandfather picked me up. Well, I'm not going to tell you the nickname that he had for me because it's not very churchy. He picked me up by my ankle. He carried me all the way down the hall, through the den, out the back door, across the yard, to the swimming pool, to the deep end. And he dangled me over the pool. And he said, put your arms down in front of you. And he dropped me in the water. It's one of the most fond memories I have from my childhood. It was so much fun. I was maybe four years old at the time. I can remember laughing as my grandfather carried me down the hall, out across the den, through the the door, over to the swimming pool, anticipating that I was about to get dunked. When I climbed out of the pool, my grandfather said, here, come over here, come over here. And I was laughing and giggling and excited. He said, I want you to kneel down beside the pool. Kneel down. Kneel down on on one knee. Take one knee. Kneel down. Okay, Jimmy, put your hands in front of you, just like this. Put your hands in front of you, just like this. And I want you to fall into the pool. And I was like, well, I'm a little scared to do that. He said, it'll be all right. Just take one knee, kneel down right beside the pool, put your hands together and fall into the pool. And I did. We did that maybe 10 more times together. You see, my grandfather was teaching me how to dive. I didn't know when I woke up and I was picked up by my ankle that that day I was going to learn to dive into a swimming pool, but that's exactly what was happening. After I took a knee and I fell into the pool about 10 or so times, my grandfather walked over to the patio. He grabbed a chair. He put the chair on the side of the pool, and he said, okay, get up there. Get up there in that chair and kneel down just as you were kneeling down and fall into the pool. Just keep your hands in front of you 
and fall into the pool. After a little hesitation, I did. And we did that about ten times. And then my grandfather moved the chair away, and he took me over to the diving board that was on the deep end of their swimming pool. And that diving board was about this big. When I was a kid, it felt about this big. But it was really about this big. He said, all right, I want you to climb up there on the end of that diving board, and I want you to do just what you did when you were on the side of the pool. I want you to do just what you did when you were in that chair. I want you to kneel down and put your hands in front of you, and I want you to fall in to the pool. Honestly, it took me a little longer. It took me a little longer to fall off the end of the diving board than it did from the side of the pool or from the chair on the side of the pool. You see, I was scared. But my grandfather, he loved me. I knew he loved me. He made me laugh and brought me great joy. Was right there. I had a few tears Honestly, I was scared. I was like, I don't want to dive off the diving board. Let me come down. He said, here's the deal. Like, you're not coming down until you come down in the water with your hands in front of you. And eventually, what did I do? I did it. You're right, Coulter. I did it. I put my hands in front of me. I knelt down just as my grandfather had told me to do, and I fell off the end of the diving board. I swam over to the side, to the ladder. I climbed out of the pool, and what did my grandfather say? Exactly. He didn't say, well done, that was awesome. He said, all right, get up there and do it again. <laughs> and I did, and I did it again and again and again. What I want you guys to know is that there are many, many ways that we might feel love in our lives. When we talk about loving God or loving our neighbors, loving the people around us, we're talking about just these kind of feelings. How do we lead people or how are we led ourselves into experiences where we can feel love in our lives in the world. Here's the deal. Maybe not everybody would tell you this, but I'm telling you this. Love, at times, can feel scary. It can bring some fear up into our hearts, into our bodies. Sometimes love is a little scary. If you feel that way, I want you to know that that's normal. But if you are
are seeking to spread love into this world, into the lives of your friends, into the lives of your brothers or sisters, into the lives of your parents or cousins or aunts or uncles or grandparents or teachers or anyone else in this world. If you're feeling a little bit of fear when you're trying to spread that love, it's normal. It's okay. Sometimes we walk the other way on the diving board. Sometimes it's just a little too much. Eventually, we climb back up on that diving board and we do what we were led to do by the people who love us. And when we do, we, we say how much fun it is. We see how much joy it brings in to our lives, doing things with people we know and love. When you come to this church on a Sunday morning or on a Monday afternoon or on a Saturday night or any other time, I hope that you always have some sense that whatever we do here, it's always about the love. Occasionally, the love feels scary. Sometimes, it feels like it's just too good to be true. Sometimes, that love feels like it's just a little too much. That's okay. Here we sit in the hand of God who loves us and amidst a family where we communicate that love one to another all the time. Sound good? Do you remember that time in your life when you have felt loved and cared for and nurtured? Do you remember that time in your life, in your childhood, where you felt that love and nurture? That most certainly is the presence of God in and about our midst. Amen.